So holding my daf Dalid, we're going to finish the parak today. Vesiata deshmaya. So now we're really on the bottom of Amid Gimel Amid Beis. If you say Mlidim Mlidim, you say thank you twice. Mashtikan also, you make them quiet. We're four lines down from the bottom in the middle. Amr Rebzeira, Rebzeira said, Kala ima shma shma. If a person says here here, Kala ima Mlidim Mlidim dummy. It's tantamount to saying Mlidim twice, and we're Mashtikan also, you make him be quiet. Meisvei, the Gemara challenges this. A kares shma, the kliflo, a person reads shma and then he repeats it. He says it twice. Harizah meguna. This is gross. It's detestable, but it doesn't say we're mashtikin So slims the Gemara meguna who dehava. It's detestable, but shtuki the mashtakin and we don't make him be quiet. So how could it be? What do we? It's the din of shma. And so the Gemara like kasha. It's not. It's no problem. Hada amra milsa milsa. One is when you say each word. And then you repeat the same word. That's detestable, but we don't make you repeat it again. But if you say the Pasuk, and then you say the Pasuk again, then it sounds like you're accepting two different sovereignties upon yourself, and then we make you be quiet. Why is it detestable? Maybe we know that you have to have Kavana. We pass in Mitzvah Kavana. It's so, if you maybe the reason why he repeated Shema is not because it's two Rashuyas, not because it's two gods, but maybe because he didn't have Kavana the first time he said Kriya Shema, and that's the Kuva, he didn't fulfill his mitzvah. Says the Gemara, What? The same way that you talk to your Chavrusa and you have paying attention, that happens with Hashem also. You can dive in and not have Kavana, you can say Kriya Shema and not have Kavana. If you didn't have a Kavana from the onset, Let's beat him in the head. Let's beat him up with a hammer. Mazafta hammer of the nafcha of a blacksmith. And then that'll cause him to have intent. Savada. Yeah, I'm saying it speaks for itself. There's no repeating because of Kavana. No, so now. So, now, so guys, so let's slow. So, talks about this. And obviously, if you don't have Kavana, Kavana is likuva. And therefore, you have to pee Krishma. But you should do it in a way that other people don't hear. And you should do it in a way which is not clear that what you're doing. And you should really, really try to have Kavana. <laughs> Correct. Because it says earlier yeah. in the Gemara that if you don't have Kavana, you should do that beforehand. That's something that's regarding Tfilah. That's not regarding Krishma. Oh, yeah? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Clear. Yeah. How is the meaning of the answer reading this? Who's the Klaab Yishmaya? Mi'ika. Chavruz the Klaab Yishmaya, Mi'ika, question mark. Rashi says, Minuk shenayi ga'ana bechaveri, yinala gets al The way you would talk to your friend is the way that you're going to talk to Hashem. Half time you're paying attention, half the time you're not. And to the other not. And if that's how you act, I'm going to smack you in the head with the blacksmith's hammer. Yeah. Confused because don't we answer the, the mesa by saying that it's just saying that it's discussing when now that it seems to be quiet? So then why so, would we also mean to say the little kashi part after? So now we're qualifying because the, the Gemara beforehand brought a memra, it was a memra, it was a memra from Rabbi that he says shma shma, that's the same thing as modim modim, that implies that we're mashtikin. Mm-hmm. Then we brought a contradictory one that says it's moguna, but it's not mashtikin. So that we attribute it, it depends. If you're putting word by word, then it's maguna, we're not mashtikin. If you repeat the whole pasuk, we're mashtikin. Aye, maybe you didn't have kavana. So the Gemara, if you didn't have kavana, we'll smash your head with a hammer. Make sure you have kavana. Yeah. Uh, so the Gemara says that you have to say the word shema twice, or it's saying the whole shema twice. 
the whole Shema, according to the, this Gemara, according to the resolution of the Gemara, he said the whole Pasuk twice. He said the first Pasuk, and then he said the Pasuk again. Says the Holy Mishnah, a person who goes to Daven as a Sheikh Sibo, as a Chazan, and he makes a mistake, you should have someone else to Daven instead of him. As a Machlikas, we show him here with Talmi, Drashi learns that you skipped a bracha. The Rambam learns Kapashtas, so that you made a mistake even within one bracha. It's very, very related back to the Gemara of what? Of Shmuel Akotan. Shmuel Akotan, Ayn the Pnei Yeshua, if you want to see how each one understood it. It's a very beautiful Pnei Yeshua. Now, if you're the guy that they're planning to replace him, don't be a Sarvan. Don't, don't uh, fight. Don't fight it. Just go up. Where should the guy who starts in lieu of the guy that he's replacing, where should he begin his Shemin Asri from? He should start from the beginning of a bracha. So he makes a mistake. According to Rashi, he skipped Baruch Chaleinu. So he should start from Baruch Chaleinu. However, if a guy is davening as a chazan, he shouldn't answer Amin after the Kohanim. And he's quiet. Yeah, why? Because he's going to get confused. Now let's say the guy who's davening, the chazan's a kohen, and he's the only kohen there. Says the holy Mishnah, he shouldn't do it, he shouldn't go up and give everyone a bracha. But if he's sure that he's able to do Nasiyas Kapayim, he's able to give them a bracha, and then he can go back to, to davening, then Rashi didn't want to. Nowadays, I think we say that uh, that since we have Sidurim nowadays, that's tantamount to everyone being Muftuch, and therefore you're allowed to answer Amin, that's for you're allowed to be Nasiyas Kapayim. Even if you have a Siddur, you're still nervous and you don't have to. Correct, because you have Siddurim. Permissible. Sarvan, you shouldn't fight. What's the first part? Is it for the brackets? Or no? I think the brackets you take it out. Brackets you take out. Yeah. A person who says that the good one should be blessed, that's heresy. That was taken out. Tanur Rabbanan, the sages taught, a person who goes up to Daven for the Omud, he, he has to fight it a little bit. He can't just jump up to Daven. If he doesn't fight up, he just jumps up. Hey, you want to be the Chazan? Let's say if you're not like, you're like, yeah, yeah. You just jump right up. He's then it's dim with the tam shel she'in bay melach. It's like you're like a you're like a, a dish that doesn't have any salt. There's nothing that went into you. Your pasha bland. and if you fight too much, then it takes. We have to pull your teeth in order to get you to daven. Dim with the tam shel she'ikdachte melach. It's dim. It's comparable to a tam shel to a dish she'ikdachte that it burnt was burnt with melach with salt. I mean to say it's too salty. If you just jump up, you have no salt. You have no flavor. If you jump up too quick, you're over salty. So Kate said, who is it? So how are you supposed to do it then? What's the Shvil Hazav? What's, how would you say? What's it be, how would you be balanced? What's a balanced approach? What's a balanced approach to, uh, to going up to be the Chazan? So Parmi Shreena, the first time you say, Yisariva. No, it's not for me. Shniya Mehavev, the second time you like a, a wick that's fluttering in the wind. I'm up, I'm not, I'm up, I'm not. Uh, uh. Yeah, and then Shlishis, the next one, push the swaglev, stick your legs out, and then you go down and down for the Ahmad. Tanu Rabbanan, the sages taught. What? Tanu Rabbanan, Shleish Ruben Kashem Yutan Yafeh. 
There are three things, and if you have a lot of it, it's good. I'm saying it's a bit difficult, but a little bit is great. These are three things that too much is bad. Saor. Saor is sourdough. Yeah, like a, a yeast, a leavening agent. Yeah. Umelech, salt, besarvonus, and being uh, argumentative, fighting him. Too much of it is no good, but a little bit is great. This is a general. This is a general principle. Now that we've talked about savonis and fighting, not going, jumping up to go to the table, so yeah. now we're bringing down this tin. A little bit is good. Too much of it's no good. Okay. Theoretically, I want to practice like that, like that. So like, is it bad that like I asked to do it? No, that's great. No, it sounds like a good thing. You have to know how to make the two things work, but I think it's a good thing. You should practice summoning. <coughs> it's good to feel. Great. said, If you make a mistake within the first three brachas, it's one set. So then, the din is You go back to the beginning of Tefillah. If you make a mistake in the middle brachos, then Then you go back to Atachonin. And if you make a mistake, in the last three brachos, it's also considered one big group, and therefore, the Gemara is going to ask you a question. Hold on. Then you go back to the Aveda. Ask the Gemara. The Ravasi, Amar, According to the Ravasi, themselves don't have a Seder, meaning to say, you don't have to go to you go back to wherever the mistake was. Moses of Sheshis, where does he go back to? says, the Mishnah, Mitchila Shabracha Right? From the beginning, from the bracha that he made a mistake in. No, that was no, your no, question, no. right? No, my question was. One second, one second, one second, one second. Good, one second, one second. So he's, Rishish is asking a kasha on Rav Huna. Correct. He's asking a kasha on Rav Huna. So he says, "Zit you have to Rav Huna." Why? Because Rav Huna said you go back to being at the and the mission says you go back to the bracha he made a mistake in. That was your question, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, what does he mean mistake? He made a mistake. So according to Rashi, I mean, he skipped the bracha. According to Rashi, means he skipped a bracha. According to the Rambam, it means he made a mistake in the middle of a bracha. Mistake being, I said a word wrong. According to the Rambam, yeah, you said a word wrong. You know, you stopped in the middle of a bracha and you fumbled. You don't know what to say next. You got confused. Whew, out of there. Then we start back from. So that's the Machlokes in the, the Mishnah says from the Makom Shetalba. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you did. Is Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah? Is Rosh Hashanah Yeah, but so I feel like there's two... How does that make sense? Where Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah both challenge it. How does that make sense? Is it just a different... How did Rosh Hashanah learn the Mishnah? That's a different way to ask it. How did Rosh Hashanah learn the Mishnah, right? No, so, so yeah, so but, but, practically Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah are in agreement. Correct. So why is that Tiyofta? It's a Tiyofta of Rav Huna. It's a Tiyofta of Rav Huna. No, he, he, brought a, he brought a proof from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Chayz Lamakam Shetah. How did Rav Huna learn the Mishnah? The Mishnah, is, he brought, he's quoting the Mishnah. Oh, so the Mishnah is a refutation of, of, oh, so of Rav Huna. is bringing a, a Mishnah. Yeah, he's bringing our Mishnah. Yeah. Rav Huna. respond, No. The middle brachos is not, it's not, it's not, you think it's, it's what, uh, 13 different brachos? Not 13 different brachos, it's one bracha. And therefore you go back to the beginning of it. What that means, a good kasha. I'm Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says as follows, It should be, this is a precedent, a person should never ask for his needs. It's not within the first three brachos of Shemin Esrei. 
The beginning brachos are comparable to a servant who is who's saying the praises in front of his master. The middle brachos are comparable to a servant who is asking for a reward from his rebbe, from his master. And the last brachos are comparable to the evet shekiba pras that already got a pras, he already got a reward from his master. Therefore, he parts ways and goes. Tundra said, Therefore, you should only go when you're asking for the process and you ask for something for yourself. <coughs> yeah. It says earlier that you can do Vidoy afterwards. That's after Shemar. That's after Shemar. That's even after the Shalash Hashanah. Uh, Shalash Hashanah. So it's even after that. Correct. So what is it saying here? So he's saying, if you're in the Shemar Esra itself, then you should ask an Amitzal Yisrael. And it says you can't do it. But that, that's a, uh, according to that Gemara over there, then you have to, it has to be limited. And that goes back to the Machalik Sishenim. How much can you say in Shemar Kaleino, etc.? Can you have a Vakash by each bracha? With, with, with Vidu, it says after, you know? It says you can say, like the Vidu of Yom Kippur, that much you can add afterwards. After, correct. After you've added after. after you're done. Correct, when you're in Tachanunim. And here? Who's talking about after? We're talking in Shmanas, right? He went down to Davin. In front of Eliezer, a godel by a Marich Yosemite. The guy was Mamish Davining. It was an Iska Shlapta Maisa. I went sitting there looking at the clocks. Come on, Sadakal, enough with the uh, Nigunim. Too much. Too much. Yoter Midai. Too much. Amalei Talmidav. So the students of Eliezer said to him, Rabbeinu, our master Eliezer, Kama Olchanuze. This guy is Davining for so long. Oi, oi, oi. Amalehem, Sir Eliezer responded, No one daven longer than Meish Rabbeinu. Come on. Why? Because it says, regarding Meish Rabbeinu, He was davening for 40 days and 40 nights. So this guy, you're right, he had a long shmanesra. It's going on for 12 minutes already. But, Meish Rabbeinu is not. Now, There's another student, and this guy went to Davin now in front of Eliezer Godel by Mekatsa Yosemite, and he davened very quickly. Russia daven quick. Amalei Talmidov. So the students of Eliezer said, This guy's mamish davening way too fast. I felt, I felt like a book. I read a book about this. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. No? Such a maisa. Yeah? This guy's davening way too quick. Amalei Klu Mekatsa Yosemite Moshe Rabbeinu. What are you talking about? Anyone daven shorter than Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu daven so quick. Because it says regarding Moshe Rabbeinu, kill no Rafanala. Five words. Hashem, please heal her by Miriam when she got saras. So what? You're upset with this guy? He's having a four minute shmanesrei. Moshe Rabbeinu, three seconds flat. Amr of Yankov, Amr of Chista, of Yankov, and the neighbor of Chista, Kulam of Akashachmi Machavirai. Anyone who's asking for mercy on his friend, ain't Sarah Lahaskeshmei. You don't have to mention his name, so you could daven for someone's refuah, even if you don't say their name, you don't say their Jewish name, you forgot her mother's name. You say, Mr. Mr. Lawrence, and that works. How do we know? Shinema, the guy in the red center, because it says, Kill not a phone law. God, please heal her. Her. Who's her? Her. God knows. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention the name of Miriam. So we see that it works. Now, why do we do it? It's also a good question. Fine. So do you Tana want to mention names? Yeah, why do we mention names? 
Tanurabanan. The sages taught as follows. These are the these are the brachas that a person bows by them. Bows. bows. Correct. Mishtachavim, right? Mishtachav, Lashon Mishtachav. Ba'ovis, when it comes to the Ovis, the first bracha, Betchila Vesayf, in the beginning and the end. Behoidah, Tchila Vesayf. Right? By Midim and Atayv Shem Chol Chol Na'el Ahidus. Right? Betchila Vesayf. But if now a person wants to come bow on the end of each bracha, or the beginning of each bracha, we tell him not to do it. We teach him not to do it. It's actually bad. All of this is regarding a hediyot. A hediyot is otherwise known as a layman. But a coin gadol, but when talking about the coin gadol, b'sof kol bracha bracha, he bows at the end of each bracha because since he's higher, he's an elevated stature. We need to do more in order to instill with him more hachna, more subjugation to Hashem. The melech, when it comes to the king of Klai Yisrael, tchilas kol bracha bracha, and he bows at the beginning of each bracha, b'sof kol bracha bracha, and the end of each bracha, because he really has to subjugate himself. I'm Rav Yitzchak ben Achmeni. Rav Nitzchak ben Achmeni said, "The didi mefarsh leminei Rav Yishu ben Nevi." According to me, this is how I explain this: the words of Rav Yishu ben Nevi. Hediyo k'mesha marnu. A hediyo is like we said, only the beginning and end of avos, the beginning and end of meidim. Kohen gadol, but when it comes to the kohen gadol, tchilas kol bracha ubracha, he only bows the beginning of each bracha. And hamelech, but when it comes to a king, kaven shakara, once he bowed once. He stays bowed the whole time. He doesn't even come back up. How do we know? Because it says, When Shlemah finished davening, He got up from bowing in front of the altar of Hashem on his knees. So the implication was that Shlemah Melech was bowing the entire time of his prayer. I don't know. We never had a king Gadol in my time, and we never had a king in my time, but I assume so. Britain has king. Why did change with the Gadol the, the, the Rambam the Rambam's brought the Rambam brings it down like uh, like Rav Yitzchak Bar Nachmeni the Rambam brings it like Rav Yitzchak Bar Nachmeni so he's the only one as far as I know that talks about it I don't think Shulamar talks about it yes yeah you Bo was it whatever Kriya is apply. Yeah, whatever Kriya is we had, we had a three machlikas in the Ramah Ramah Ramah, you know? Like this. Like this. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. I just don't know. It's like the same type of balance we're talking about. There's three machlikas in the so whichever one is over there that we pass in the Lachlan Ma'isuit is the same one over here. Wait, it's not about how to bow here, it's just saying bow. Right. So whatever bowing means, that's what you have to do. That's all I'm saying. Tanur Rabbanan, the sages taught in Abraisa Kida. What's Kida? Alapayim, that means to bow on your face. Shane'emar, v'tikar ba'shava apayim, aretz, right, that she fell, b'shava fell on her face to the ground. And that's a language of kida, v'tikad. I think that's what we do on Yom Kippur, Rishon Yom Kippur, no? I think we do kida. Kriya, kriya, when we do, what's it mean to be koreya? Abirkayim, that's on your knees. Shane'emar mikro albirkov, from bowing on his knees. Hishtachavo, what's it mean? Hishtachavis? As a pishet yadayim viraglayim. That's spreading out your arms and legs. How do we know? We don't do that. Like this. Mamish. On the ground. 
That's what they did in the Mikdash. No, Kiddush, when you, your arms and legs are still in front of you and you just bow your face down. <coughs> Correct, that's what I said. Yeah, is when you spread your arms and legs, your mom is like... On the ground. On the ground. Yes. Please come now, I'm me and your mother and your brother, to prostrate ourselves in front of you on the ground. the brother of the son of Sari, of Rav Huna, they saw a they were davening. One said, if you bow by a doll that's praiseworthy, and one said, it's bad. How could that be? So Gemara says, it's not difficult. We're talking about, one's talking about Tchila, and the Tchila said, you should be Kareya, and one's talking about Saif, that you shouldn't be. Now, Rav did both. Why come he did that? Why come So he said, So I saw responded. I saw Rav Nachman that bowed, and I saw Rav Sheishis that also did this. Yes, the Gemara of Atani Karei How could it be? It says that if you bow by a doll, that's 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 degrading. You shouldn't do that. So the answer is the Gemara, no. The Rebbe said that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about Tchila Vesayf. That place where it's Maguna, that's Kitani Ahiba Hidah. I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Ahiba Hidah Shabahalil. Let's look at Hidah Shabahalil. Hidah Shabahalil is the Hudul Hashem Kitav. There, if you bow, that's Maguna. But if you bow by Mudim, the Brach of Hidah and the Shemin Asri, that's fine. Vatanya Kareba Hidah, Vidah Shabahalil, Hariza Maguna. Aye, but we have a different price. The price says if you Kareba by Hidah, and the Hidal by Halil, that's Maguna. Mashma, that there's a Hidal, that's a Maguna separate, that's from Halil. And so the Gemara, Kitanya Hiba Hidal, the Birkas Amazan. That's talking about the Nadela Cha, Shem the Kino, right? Hashin Chota Lave Seino, Eretz Chem the Tiber Chobo. The Bracha Vidal, the second Bracha, Birkas Amazan. There, if you bow there, that's Maguna. But the Vada, why do you bow there? Because you made him. I don't remember Hidal Shem Kita, because you shouldn't, that's Maguna. The same way. Right, anytime you're doing Hidol, there seems like there's some kind of a... Hidol is an impetus to bow. That's a signi- signi- it signifies Hidol. And that we're saying, that's only true when it comes to Shemun Esrei, but if you do it in Birkas Amazon or in Halil, that's already Maguna. You shouldn't do it. That seems to be the Halacha. Says the Holy Gemara, the Mishnah. A misbelel, a person who davened, v'tol, and he made a mistake... Simon Rally, it's a bad sign for him. And if he's the Chazin, so then what's the din? That Simon Ra the Shluchov. Then it's a bad sign for the whole community. Because we say that the Shliach is like tantamount to the whole Sibor, and therefore it's a mistake. Now it is slow, slow, because he's my Shliach. It's like him. Yeah. So now, guys, I will end here parenthetically that uh, nowadays the Piskum say this doesn't apply because people can't concentrate at all. And therefore, the reason they made a mistake isn't some kind of divine sign that they're in trouble. It's more of just like you're just stumped and not in touch with reality. 
ever. Nice. So therefore, it's also not a good thing. So, so, yeah, but it's not this. It's not. It's something different. So everything we do is just a bad sign. No. <laughs> well, you, you guys are so glum. All you guys, I like, take whatever I say and like <laughs> burn. <laughs> He would daven for sick people. Nice. Nice. Remember the Arud from yesterday. That means he would daven for the benefit. Not like instead of the daven. No, you're daven for the welfare. And after he would daven, he would say, This one's going to live, this one's going to die. Now let's see. Amrulo. So people said to him, Manayna teyadeh. How do you know that Ruchanina Mendoza? Amalehem. So he responded, Im shkurat filasa befi. If I'm able to daven for the welfare and it goes smooth, yodeya anishu makubul. Then I know Hashem accepted my prayers. Vim lav. But if it's hard for me to daven, I stumble, I mumble, I mutter. Then yodeya ani. Then I know shematorav that he's not going to live. Yeah. Matorav literally means ripped up. His prayers are ripped up, meaning to say that the person's not going to live. His prayers weren't accepted. So he dies for their well-being, and then if that dies doesn't go well, he knows that they're going to die? Correct. That's what the Mishnah says. We don't apply it. This doesn't apply to us. The same way that the first part of the Mishnah is applied to us, the second part of the Mishnah also is applied to us. He's just not applying the negative. He's still applying the positive. Nope. Yeah, yeah. We're not... Yeah. Rukhindir Medusa, the Gemara just said, he had no hate. I don't think two minutes pass in my life I don't sin. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's great. I'm not down from it, but it's a Matthias. Yes, the Gemara. Ahaya. So now what's this referring to? Amr of Chia, that the din of Tos, yeah? So Amr of Chia, Amr of Safra, Rav Chia said in the name of Safra, Mishum Chad Ravi, from one of the students, Nabi Smidrish of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, Ba'avas. This is talking about only in Avas. And Ik and Amasni La Braisa. But some people say this din was referring to a different Braisa. A person who's davening has to be Machavin Liba, he has to have Kavana for all of them. But he can't intend for all of them. So he should have intent for at least one. What's all of them? All the brachas, all 19 oh, brachas. Just yeah, all 19 brachas. The din of the Mishnah. The first din of the Mishnah. Which one do you have to have the Kavanah for all of them, according to the Gemara? But if you can't have Kavanah for all of them, then just one. Which one? That's what we're going to get to. Amir of Safra, and Rukhiya bar Safra said on that, Mishum, and when they name one of the students of Rebbe, but others. That's an others. So that's that's kilo, it's a machlekes when this din was said on the gabi avos. Is that said regarding the first din of the Mishnah that Talas the Simen Rala was only by avos, or is it you have to kavana? That's if you have to have kavana for everything, but but what's it called? But if you can't, then you only have to have an avos. Now here there's a tesis as to stira. We saw Gemara earlier on the flamen of that a person only can daven if he is able to have kavana. If you can't have kavana. So then he shouldn't daven. So here is one of the most famous pieces in the Sefer, Rav Chaim Halevi Al Rambam, in Hilchas Tefila. He wants to say there's three dinim, there's two different halachas when it comes to Tefila, Kavanas Tefila. 
One din of Kuanas is a din of Perish Amilos. You have to know what you're saying, the translation of the words. That's the din of Argamara. And the din of that, Perish Amilos, is Ma'akev only by Avos. Then there's a different din called Imadifne Melech. That you have to feel like you're standing in front of a king. And that's the Gemara on Daflamin, and that din's Ikuva the entire time. That's prevented if you're Kima Mitzvah the entire time. And therefore, if you, you have to have intent to heal, you have to have in mind that you're davening. If you don't have in mind that you're davening, so you're not Yitzhi, according to Chaim. And according to this Gemara, besides for that, the first bracha, at least, you have to know what you're saying, the words, the translation of the words you're saying. Whether that Reb Chaim is Allah Lamais or not, Pashtas not, there's about a million and a half questions on this piece of Reb Chaim. But maybe one time we could learn it together. That'd be exciting. Be'ez Hashem. We could do on a Thursday night, maybe, or something. Maybe not. I still like doing the lambdas things. It's just lambdas. It's a Rebchaim or the Rambam. It's not a lambdas. No, but I like the topics. Topical lambdas. I don't want to do like one specific one. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this. Okay, one time, one time when Rafi is like, uh, after, after Rafi leaves. All right, okay, guys? Fine. I'm going to love Rebchaimino. Yeah, they said about Rebchaimino. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, yeah, fine. You asked for it. So now, they said about Rabbi Hanina ben Daisi used to daven for people, Manani Milei, how do we know this did? Remember Yeshua ben Nevi da'am Right? Yeshua ben Nevi said in the name of the Pasuk, yeah, that what? I'm sorry, I lost a spot. Barin Nibs Vasayim Shalem Shalem L'Rachuk L'Karav That he created the, the, like the, the split of the lips. The split of the lips, then you say shalom shalom to the to the far and to the near. I think so. Neve the same as the split of the lips. I think so. So when the neve is bari, when you the split of your lips goes fluidly, when your lips move fluidly, that's how you know they're healthy. Well, it says neve in the Gemara. <laughs> It's not crazy, it's funny. It's not crazy, it's funny. Ravi almost choked Quincy. It's coming. I was gonna laugh. It's not like, whoa, it's like, ah. So it says, And I healed him. So when the Nifsa Saim is Bari, then you know the person's Rafasiv that he's got healed. I'm going to hear about Abba, I'm going to hear about Rav Chiyabah Abba said in the name of Rav Yechonon, Kul and Nevi'im Kulun in Esnabu El Al-Mesha. Now, I'm sorry, El Al-Masi Bita Le-Tamad Chacham. All the Nevi'im only gave prophecies, saying all the wonderful things that are going to happen in the future. That was only talking to a person who married his daughter off to a Tamad Chacham, or Isa Prakmatia to a Tamad Chacham, or if he does business with a Tamad Chacham. Or the Mahanit Tamad Chacham in the Chasav, where he gave benefit to a Tamad Chacham with his property. Avot Tamid Chacham Ma'atzman. When it comes to Tamid Chacham that we can't even begin to give mashalam for. That's something so great, something so tremendous, that the Nevi'im couldn't even speak about it. And therefore it should be performed for a person who's waiting for it. That's under the Pasuk. It should be done for the people who are waiting for him. So we talked about this in a shir on a Thursday night once. All of the prophecies that were in the prophets were only referring to Yemesa Mashiach, the Messianic times, the time period of the reward of the Gmul HaSidi, of Elam Haba, that's Ayin Ar-Rasa Lekim Zala Secha. 
And as the eye never saw anything except for God. And this statement of Rukhiya Ba'ava is against that of Shmuel, the Amr Shmuel, because Shmuel said, There's no distinction in this world and the times of Mashiach, except for, what's the word that I said before? Autonomy, political autonomy. Like it says in the Pasuk, There won't be a poor person, there won't be lacking a poor person within the midst of the world. Machlikis, what's your Mashiach? We talked about this, this steers in the Rambam, the case of Mishnah by Tzarchi and the Chubas Advaz. Yeah, Vachahina, Vachahina. The Amr of Chiba Ava, of Chiba Ava said, Amr of Yechonan, the name of Yechonan, Kulan, Nevim, Kulan, and Isnabu, the Bali Chuva. All of the Nevim, all the prophecies are only talking about Bali Chuva. There they get less char, the Bali Chuva. About Tzadikim Gomorrah, but people who are born as Tzadikim and they never hate, had any hate whatsoever, that's Ayin Arasa, the Kim Zalasecha. They're going to have schar, which the Nevi'im couldn't even discuss. One second. But this statement's against the statement of Rabbi Yavahu. Because Rabbi Yavahu said, And a place where Balei Tshuva stand, Tzadikim Gomorrah aren't even going to stand there, because it's a shy place. Because it says, Shalom, Shalom, it says, hello, hello, to the distant and to the close. First we talk about the Rachik, and then to the Karav. So the Rachik is the Baal Tshuva. He started far away and then he came close and he gets Shalom first. He gets more, there's more of an excitement, right? Someone you weren't expecting to be there, it's more exciting to see than the guy you see every day. So it's a Machlikas. It's a Machlikas. Yeah, that's Pashtas. I'm saying, uh, Kilo... Yeah. Say no, say no. The Gemara presents as a machlikas, yes. It's probably talking about two different aspects. What says about Shuvah? It's talking like something a little like. About Shuvah in the time of the Gemara meant that a person who knew halacha, he grew up in a family that promulgated halacha, that he thought that halacha was worth living for, that Torah was true, and that all the halacha was binding, and then he left that. And then he came back to it. That's the Gemara's concept of a Baal Tshuva. A person who grew up in a society that didn't think halacha was binding, or didn't know that halacha was binding, that's Pashtas, not what the... Uh, that's Pashtas. It's Machlikas, Shin Chazanish, and Rabbi Yanash, maybe, but Pashtas. It's called a Tiyak Shanishba. Don't worry about it. You get a tremendous amount of scar for everything that you did, and it's going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect for you. Yeah. If you're nervous about it, if we're going to have we're having a discussion on Thursday night in the Misavad, is it fair that some people are made certain ways? Is it fair that you know Rechaim Knetsky grew up and his father was a stapler and his father-in-law was Riviashiv and the Elam Hava he's going to get, and I was born in Morristown, New Jersey. Is that fair? It's a good question. It's an excellent question. That's the question you're asking right now. Mirat Hashem Thursday night. Life's not fair. 720. Life's not fair. I think, okay. I think the word, yeah, fine. Rav Yechonon would say, What's the mean, Rav Yechonon? Let's not forget. Rav Yechonon said that, that obviously, I'm the Rav Yechonon for the Tzadikim Gamorim. So, my Rav What's the mean, Rav Yechonon? He is far away from Avera. He gets Shalom first. Right? Nikara, my car of what to mean he was close? Shaykar of the Dvaravera, that he was closer to Dvaravera. And there he gets Shalom second. Venesrachik Mimenu, he found away from it. So now, what's it mean? And I didn't see. What is this? 
Amir of Yeshua ben Nevi, Yeshua ben Nevi says, This is a, a wine that's being fermented in its grapes from the six days of creation. I mean, you say it's something, obviously, this is an esoteric statement, which I'm sure has Kabbalistic allusions to it. But he's saying that it's something which is very, very fine and refined and something which is not feasible for this world. Right? It's something otherworldly. Rabbi Shmuel ben Achmeini, Rabbi Shmuel ben Achmeini, Amar said, "Ze'eden shelo shaltabel ayin kol beria." This is Eden that no eye ever saw. Eden, Eden. You know, there's a place called Gan Eden. So this is not Gan Eden. This is Eden itself. Now it says the Gemara, "Shemetayma Adam Rishon heichan haya." Maybe Adam Rishon, where was he? Began. He was in the Gan. He was Gan Eden. Shemetayma who Gan who Eden. Maybe you'll think the Gan and the Eden are the same exact thing. Says the Gemara, no way. Talmud Leimer teaches us, A river went out of Eden to, to water, the, irrigate, to irrigate the garden. So Eden is a higher place. It's even more divine and more spiritual than Gan Eden. Yeah. Turn off the lights. Oh, guys, turn off the lights and get a menorah. Yeah? Let's go. Turn on the banan. Yeah? It was taught in a braisa. It was taught in a braisa. It was an incident where the son of Rabbi Gamliel got sick. He sent two messengers, two Tamid Chachamim, to go to the Chinina Medesa, the Vakish of Rachamim, to Daven for his welfare. Since he saw them coming, Rachania Medesa went up to the second floor, to the attic, and he, and he requested, he beseeched mercy for the son of Rachamil. When he was coming down from the Aliyah, from the attic, he said to these Tamid Chachamim, Lechu, go back, go back to Rabbi Gamliel. Shalchatzasei chama, his fever already broke. Amrulei, so this messenger said to him, V'chi naviyata, how do you know, you're a prophet? Amrulehen, he's responded, Lo'y naviyanechi, I'm not a prophet. V'lo'y ben naviyanechi, I'm not even the son of a prophet. Alakach mekublani, but I have this tradition. Im shkvira tefilas abifi, if my prayer is clear, it's confident coming out from my mouth. Then I know that my prayers were accepted, and therefore he was healthy. But if it wasn't and I mumbled and I stumbled and I fumfered, then then I know that my prayers are ripped up and he's not going to be well. So they sat and they wrote and they calculated when exactly when Rebchanida Medusa went up to Daven for the sun. And then when they came to Rebbe Gamliel, Amr Lehen, he said to them, Hashem, You didn't subtract and you didn't add. This was the incident. In that same moment that you calculated, that's when Chanida Medusa went to Daven, this fever broke. And this son, a sick son, asked for water to drink. The Shuv Maisa, and this is a separate incident, he went to go shtag by Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. And Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's son got sick. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to Chanina, My son, 
ask for a refuah for my son, the Yichya, and so he can live. So Hiniyach Rosh ibn Birkov, so Hanina Medesa put his head between his knees, and asked for Rachamim for his son, Vichaya, and Vichon Medzakai's son lived. So Amr Vichon Medzakai. So Vichon Medzakai said, El Molay Tiach Medzakai, as Rosh ibn Birkov, Kalayim Kulay, if Benzakai had placed his head between his knees the entire day, they wouldn't have paid any attention to him. But one moment, boom. So Amr la Yishtas, Rav Yochanan Medzakai's wife said to Rav Yochanan Medzakai, What? I hear the is bigger than you? So Amr la, so Rav Yochanan Medzakai responded to his father's love. No, he's not bigger than me. I'm actually a bigger Talmud Chacham than him. But he's like a servant by the king. And I'm like a prince in front of the king. So the Evid is in and out in front of the king all the time. He's Mamish Ben Bayes by the king. He's there, Yilman Belayla, serving the king with the king. Whereas the Tsar is only there every once in a while. So the Evid could always ask for things from the king. But the Tsar, even if he's in a higher stature, he's a big Talmud Chacham, in a certain way he loses out because he's not always in front of the king. His stature distances him to a certain degree. A person should only dive in a, in a room where there's windows, because it says in the Pasuk by Daniel, when Daniel davened, that they had davened towards the openings, they right? They, they were in the building, towards Yerushalayim. So he davened in the window. Amr of Kahana, of Kahana had a new statement, a person shouldn't dive inside of a field, if he does, he's a machutzef. Amr of Kahana, and of Kahana said, why is he machutzef? He's a machutzef because he's not in a makam tzniyas. Machutzef, he's like a chatsuf. What's a machutzef? Machutzef is like, it's not, it's not nice, it's like a... It's a, it's, he's, no. he's a flagrant, I don't know, is that, that's the right word, he's flagrant. He's a punk. Like chutzpah, like language of chutzpah, he's a machutzef. He's a, he's flagrant maybe. He's a punk, he's a shmendrik. I'm saying what? A shmendrik, yeah? He's a shmendrik. Amir of Kahana, of Kahana said, Chutzpah, it's a chutzpah for a person to say explicitly his sins. Now obviously... How do we know? Happy is a person who lifts up his sins and covers his sins. Now, obviously, you have to do vidui, right? But here it means that you're, you're not expressing your sins, but you're just sharing them. There, that's a chit.